guys, welcome to the special podcast for the Oishimbo Manga Movable Feast. Um, I'm Kirsten Santos, the host for this MMFN podcast. Um, I don't usually do podcasts, but I thought it'd be fun to hear what my guests today think and feel about Oishimbo and Japan's food and, uh, food and food manga culture. Um, so far, our guests, we have two people who have been making the rounds in American convention circuits, talking about manga we've never heard before, like centaur mangas, I don't know, wine manga. But <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to them, and how should I put it? Um, one of them, or maybe both of them are manga sommelier. I think it's, or maybe a manga chef, then it's sous chef. But anyway, I'm pleased to, uh, and proud to introduce my manga castmates, Ed Chavez and Aaron Finnegan for this podcast. So hello, guys. Hi. Oh, also Noah is here. It's Mike. Oh, hello, Noah. I'm here. <laughs> Give us your insight as well. So, about oh, so it's like a full ninja consultant thing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, my question for you guys is: uh, I'm quite sure you guys have, you know, gone to Japan and you guys have in in doing your research about food manga. Um, just how popular is food manga in Japan, and how long has it been like Japanese culture? Uh. Hmm, how popular is it? Uh, I guess I guess that really varies from title to title, but um, oh. one thing that is pretty interesting about the genre as a whole is uh, you can find it in almost every uh, you know, anthology public publication in some way or another, um, whether it be uh, you know Yakitake Yakitake Japan for you know shonen readers or. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kitchen Princess for you know young girls or uh, addicted to curry for you know Older. teens and 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 yeah college students and the like or you know Oishimbo and the like uh, or Drops of God uh, for you know more sophisticated more mature readers. Um, it's 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 kind of funny that a number of these titles also tend to do really well. Uh, in Japan, um, I won't say that's universal, but uh, you know, when a property like, say, for example, you know, Mr. Ajiko does take off, uh, it, it, it ends up, you know, uh, resonating with, uh, at, at the very least, you know, the, the, the manga foodies out there, but um, if not with a with a broader audience, because. Uh, yeah, I think all of us who are on this podcast are, are aware, you know, the Japanese tend to be. Um, pretty obsessive about their food sometimes. Um, yeah. So it's something that uh, I think can really translate to uh, them on a on a on a day to day you know basis and can really be appreciated just you know for entertainment purposes. Oh, so I mean, for me, I've always I've always had the knowledge or preconceived notion that. Um, Food banga started sometime in the 80s, like during the economic boom and stuff. Because mm. when I go to izakayas, like here in Manila, they have izakayas and they have stacks of manga in it. And they're usually, they usually start with like Mr. Uh, most of them have oishingo. And actually, that's where mm. I first saw oishingo. But um, were there any manga prior to oishingo already present in Japan, like, did oh, we, I, was there like a Jekiga food manga? <laughs> yeah. 
I started counting Anpanman as Poonpanga. Plus, yeah, this kind of counts. Or this Kinikuman. Yeah. I don't know if it's Kinikuman. Like Ramen and the Curry Man. But, I mean, there's something like Oishinbo prior to Oishinbo. Something to that extent. Are you guys aware of any, or not really? Yeah, I'm not too. Oh, yeah, I'm not too f- aware of anything around that time. I mean, you know, Oishinbo started in 1983-ish. Uh, it's the really big spike in the in the Seinen manga when uh, it started to come online. Uh, a lot of the major, mag- the major publishers started to get you know more Seinen mags. Um, before then, I think the only thing that might have existed was and uh, was Boss Lemonheart, which predates that by I think a year or two. Um, not exactly food, you know, that's more of a, a drinking a comic. But um, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I can't recall any other series off the top of my head. Um, oh. That's, that's interesting, because, yeah, um, uh, that's one of the things I was curious about, because I think I haven't, most of the manga that I've read mm. um, that relates to food manga, they all kind of are contemporaries to Oishinbo. Mm. So, like, mm-hmm. King Papa was with Oishinbo, yes. and then yeah. sometime after it was Mr. Ajiko, and, yeah, yeah. so I was wondering, was there any... Food manga, then you know. But yeah. I have an next question. Are there some food manga that piques your curiosity as of late? I, I want to read the one about freshwater eel called Food. <laughs> and that's only what it's about. Just eel. Yeah, oh, it runs in morning. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, read it. It's mm-hmm. very interesting. And it's nothing but unagi in it. <laughs> And it's like just unagi don or just yeah. you know, uh grilled unagi and uh yeah. Did they run out of dishes after a couple <laughs> of takeban? The thing is to repeat it. And I'm like I was wondering why why is it still running after <laughs> after you do after you do unagi don and uh the jubako or something like that? I forgot. Oh right, right. The unagi jubako. I'm like, what else right. can you do with unagi? Okay, fine. They did unagi sushi, unagi maki, and then I'm like, that's okay. That's four chapters in. Now what? Wait, this is no, eel again? Yeah, no, you can like grill it on a skewer or you yeah. uh, like in yeah. in some in some parts of like uh, uh, Tokyo, like where unagi is really uh, popular in uh, Taitoku in particular. I mean, they even have like special, I mean, specialized unagi places that also have, like, uh, unagi servings specifically for cats, huh? full of little, full of little soft, uh, chewy bones that cats will love. That's crazy. <laughs> Are we starting to make food manga for cats now? <laughs> imagine, imagine, like, the, 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 the chi-u crossover. It's, it, it's huge. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I 
I believe it can happen. In morning, <laughs> I, in morning, I think anything can happen. I'm, I'm still waiting for a chi cooking papa crossover. <laughs> With all of those food, there must be leftovers, and I bet Kuro is waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for for me, I think um, I'm not sure how much of I haven't I haven't read it, but I'm not sure how much uh, about uh, food it actually is. But the Lady of Soba is something I would like to check out. Um, well, this is the title, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, the Lady of Udon. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah. Silverman. Yeah. Yeah, the, the cover for that they, looks they, really they, they would get intriguing. Together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was SM, and I was like, ooh, SM wrote for Feel Young. It's Feel Young, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, her Jose title, and it's not going to be for me. It's okay. Right. <laughs> I do wonder. I'm also, I, I've also seen it, but I'm, I'm quite curious what it's all about. Yeah. I haven't really read it and stuff but for me um actually i i was curious about it at first but because our i I told you guys that in the philippines in my university ateneo there's a food manga library and um, yeah you mentioned that and i was like an entire library just how many pictures of it arian i just haven't had the chance because it's like (laughs) It's like sneaking in and like take a picture. Oh, <laughs> but, how big is the library? Hmm? How big is it? Like, well, it's it... actually just a small corner, but because the books are shelved in such a way that there are two books in a shelf, so it's actually, I'd say it's around 500 visibly seen. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. inside, there's still more. And there are still unshelved titles. Mm. And so it's quite interesting because, I mean, uh, there's this, I, there are manga that I haven't really seen before. Like, there was mm. um, one wherein a professional chef, I forgot who, has his own manga about food. Mm-hmm. It's just talking about, it's, uh, it's just talking about him teaching his kohai or his juniors. Um, how to cook his food. And I'm like, mm. what the hell is self-promotion? I mean, imagine mm-hmm. right. doing a comic about him teaching others how to cook Italian food. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's, it's curious. And then there was, um, right now, the one I'm curious about is um, Katsukoi Lunchbox. Oh. It's, it's really cute. Runs in, it runs in Nakayoshi. Uh-huh. And it's it's really just about this girl who has an aunt who makes really great lunch boxes, and the and the girl said, you know, to help you with your romance, I'll help you make your. <laughs> the, the thing is, I really don't care about the romance so much, but I am amused at how they teach you to prepare. It's caravan. They teach you how to make caravan. So they. <laughs> So they have like how to make the shape of the onigiri, and then you cut nori into the face of the bear, and I'm like, oh, so that's how you do it. And I'm like, <laughs> I haven't prior to this, I haven't seen it. It's just that last night I saw it in I saw it in the library, and I'm like, ooh, 
school and I started browsing through it and like, ah, it sounds cool. It's, it really looks cool. Well, well uh, you know, some people say that a key to uh, to a man's heart is through its stomach, but I guess if they're a caravan, are, you know, are, are, are they, are, is this person looking for like otaku boyfriends or something? That's another question, huh? <laughs> uh, I mean, I've seen the Totoro types, but, and, and <laughs> Naruto, a Naruto, not Naruto the fish cake, but Naruto the character, Karaben. Yeah. Yeah. Those yes. are amazing. <laughs> There's some good ones. I have a picture of one in my presentation that's a Karaben of um, Toriko, which I think is appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and in Fairy Tale, I watched. Uh, in the anime recently there was an episode where like well not maybe that recently but whatever the second third season uh, a character tries to win a guy's heart by making a character bento of him and giving it to him and she pictures what the outcome will be she pictures the, char- the character being like who made this delicious bento of me I want her to cook me lunch every day and it doesn't really work out that way <laughs> I've seen some Gintama bento but they're they're good. They're mostly <laughs> the best. So I'm like, oh, I want. Um, are they all are they all gintoki or? Most are gintoki, which I don't mind eating anytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of them now are Elizabeth. I think Elizabeth. Oh. Elizabeth has yeah. been a popular character ever since her art came out. So I'm quite happy about that. There's more Elizabeth love. Um, so, um, I have a question. What makes a good food manga? Are there particular rules that you think they follow? I mean, out of your, out of the stuff that you've read, are there, from your favorites, are there things that you think food manga should have, and so on? Uh, I think the best ones I've read, like, make me want to go and eat that food like right away <laughs> and the more sort of urgency is there like if I read a really great you know Oishimo chapter about tofu or something then I was like I really want to eat you know whatever food wish to then uh, I think that kind of, I don't know or were you mean did you mean like art or like a story specific kind of thing yeah like um for example this the food manga have to have a very detailed um detailed Image, because for example, like with Oshimbo, you have like a detailed image of the food. While some manga don't have to go through the length of illustrating that detailed image. Like I remember, um, there's this manga about weird food. Right. Yeah. Kiko Hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Junk food hunter. Yeah, yeah. That one, wherein they had something like a dessert. Oh no. A spaghetti dessert? Squid ink spaghetti? Yeah. No, it was weirder than that, no. It was weirder than that. It was something with the fruit. I think it was melon. A melon spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, Um, melon spaghetti. Yeah, and it was crazy because I think it would have been fine if the illustration wasn't clear. (laughs) (laughs) A very detailed illustration. It's just that I had to imagine the food and I'm like, you can't eat that. Sorry. Are there, are there particular rules? Like, for example, Ed, Ed's bringing uh, Drops of God, right? And there's a strong rivalry there. Should rivalries also be a part of oh. manga? Oh. Something like that. 
in terms of in terms of art. I think that uh, definitely. Oh, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, oh, go ahead. I think I think definitely the uh, it helps to have drawings of it. Like I recently read um, a chapter of Gen Manga started putting out one called Let's Eat Ramen, which I think is just uh, maybe it's more like a doujinshi or something, but. They don't show the girl eating ramen in the story. There's not a wonderfully drawn bowl of delicious ramen. And I felt like the chapter I read like was definitely missing something from that. And the author said something specifically like, I'm trying to avoid that kind of thing or whatever. And I was kind of like, I, that's not what I signed up for when I opened this file. I wanted to see some delicious food. Although certainly with Kisoku Hunters or Kisoku or however you say it, um, you're not supposed to. It's like almost anti-food manga where... <laughs> things you don't necessarily want to eat. Uh, but I think if I'm reading a ramen manga, like the one with the truck driver guy who drives around mm. to real ramen restaurant, they draw the ramen each time, and it's, right. you know, this, a real book reality. I'm sorry. I I think I mistook it with a movie. Tampoco? Uh-huh. Is it, it is a movie. Is it, is Tampoco it, is a movie. Ah, okay. Is it a, mo- a movie like, uh, a manga like Tampoco? No. It's different. Oh, the yeah, ramen. Ah. Oh. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah. That must be a fun song. Yeah, no, in uh, the uh, Lamen Hakenden, I think. Wait, no, is it was Lamen? Lamen? Lamen Dayo? Lamen something like that. There are so many Lamen manga yeah. uh, recently. Um, but in this, the one that Aaron's talking about, it's literally about a, uh, a delivery man who's uh, whose um, deco truck, his decorated pimped-out truck, is has a piping hot bowl of ramen on top, uh, and he he's in this he he has this job specifically so he can you know, travel the country tasting different you know marvelous bowls, um, and uh, yeah, the food porn element of that comic is is, per, is much higher than. Uh, the uh, one that uh, was described from Genmanga. Um, oh. But, I, yeah, no, I agree with Aaron, too. Like, it, it is kind of something that, you sh- that I think is expected by most people who read food manga. They do want to see art that is, uh, at least for the food, that is very detailed, very um, uh, focused on, uh, on, on the food, if just on that, because... One thing I've noticed uh, that is pretty common with a lot of uh, food manga, particularly and or, or Jose artists, is that character design not as detailed, sometimes pretty monstrous or pretty pretty uh, janky. Uh, I mean, in the sort of the title we were talking about a little while ago, Ooh, um, you know, Roswell, uh, the author for that, um, he also does. Uh, sake manga, but the character designs for that, I think, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe an elementary schooler could do better, yeah. but the, uh, you know, those bowls of unagi look really scrumptious, you know, they're, they're very compelling visually. Um, the initial D is... Even if their illustration <laughs> is kind of cartoony. Right. Yeah, it, like, for example, um, this also reminded me of Hanazuboro Meshi, the um wherein I think Arian also noted that before about um this lady whose husband is always away. 
so she always ends up preparing sloppy food for herself. But it's it's really, I mean, at first I was disgusted in reading it because she looks really sloppy. And right. and the thing is, the food she prepares is not something I would do where she'll just get rice, put it in the microwave, and put raw egg on it, and then that's yeah. it. Yeah. And she'll she'll eat it and then you'll see pieces of rice around her lips. And she's right. like, Oh man The thing is it doesn't really hit you until she says how awesome it tastes. Right. <laughs> and you're and you're gonna and you're going to question that was it really good? And you have right. and I think that's I think for me that's one of the most important things with manga, the point where in with food manga, at least, at the point where they say, this tastes great. Because it means... Yeah. That the food itself is compelling. I mean, in that case, yeah. like, the food might not seem to be all that um, tasty until you're told, but through the process, you're, you are kind of driven to have some sort of emotion. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that is something that is very common in, in, in food manga. Like, you know, obviously, food is very important to our existence, right? But mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of us might not always think about uh, um, whether that cheap burger that we're having or that onigiri is going to be, you know, extremely flavorful. But in this case, you know, that is that is at the core of uh, you know what you're trying to experience. Do you want to, you know, uh, have something that is supreme, or do you want to have something that is, you know, ultimate? Or in the case of, you know, Kishoku Hunter, you know, just garbage. Disgusting. Mm. <laughs> oh, I have a question about, um, so something you just mentioned was how in food manga, everyone's always tasting the food and then saying, oh, it's delicious. But I have a feeling that in greater Japanese culture on the whole, it, you kind of have to, if you're eating with the person who prepared your food, I think it might be necessary to say it's delicious. <laughs> like even my even my friend who, like, I don't know, he married a Japanese girl, but every time when they sat down to dinner, he would make sure after one bite of the food to say oishi to his wife right. to as, like, a compliment, and even if, you know, it wasn't that great or something. So I was wondering, is, do you guys know, is that, like, a thing in Japanese culture? Like, you're supposed to say ume or oishi, like, regardless? That's kind of interesting because, yeah, I know um, – uh, I saw this television show, a, a variety show, um, wherein they ask uh, members of a pop idol group, uh, what would you say to your girlfriend um, if her food was not good? And a lot of the women reacted to one guy's comment saying that I will tell her, I will, I will tell her it's good. And then they feel the the girls feel that they're being fooled if you actually say that their food is good. It's although they also don't like it when you say it's bad. Uh-huh. So right. that's like, we're like, so what are we going to say? We can't say it's good and we can't say it's bad. And just, just I mean, eat quietly. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. Yeah, I've, I've been in that position as well, where I've made face. food for Noah that didn't turn out that well, and I I eat it too, so I know if it tastes bad, and I feel like it's too much if Noah is also like disgusting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would never actually say that. Yeah, but I'm like, 
I throw it across the room. <laughs> and you send it back to the kitchen to make me make it again, like, you know. <laughs> and then finally, the girl said that the best way to say it is that, um, yeah, your food tastes good, but, and then you have that but, and then you see, you know, what you, you think you can improve on it. So, like, it's good, but you can you can still improve it. Something like that. They said that that is the best answer. I'm like, okay. How would you use that in like Ramen One Half or something where it's like, this is good, but I think you mistook salt for sugar again. Uh, <laughs> oh, <Mr. O'Connor? laughs> the just get punched. <laughs> but to like answer your question there, and I mean, from my experience, it's, it's so funny going to dinner with, um, you know, business dinners a lot with random Japanese people. Yeah. And, like, as soon as people start, you know, eating, yeah, maybe a couple minutes into a meal, maybe even not having, like, uh, had a chance to put, like, this ingredient or this, like, uh, you know, nibble it into uh, the onto the palate for too long, and people are already, oh, tasty, tasty, yeah, 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 We're, we made a good choice. <laughs> Self-congratulatory. Yeah. You think they're lying sometimes? Uh, you, the 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 speed, like how fast, like how uh, how they feel they need to expedite that uh that uh confirmation that everything is gonna go all right um, makes me wonder sometimes because uh, <laughs> they remind me of what's his, what's the name of this guy in Oishimbo, the one with the one who's class of perm and with glasses, Tommy. Forgot. Oh, the lackey, uh, the the one who's um the vice, the goofy guy, right? Yeah, Tommy Tomo, the deputy director guy. Yeah. Where okay. he always says that the food is good, and they're right. all like, uh, always uh, san and Kurita would be like, yeah, it's good, but. But he's like, oh, this is amazing, the best thing on earth, Butcho made the right choice, blah, 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 blah. Right. I think they're just sucking up. <laughs> yeah. That, that guy definitely is. <laughs> yeah. But I also, I also think his tastes are kind of uh, not as refined as the other characters anyway. So I'm also more likely to believe him <laughs> <laughs> to some extent. So um, for, for you guys... Um, what are your favorite manga? Like, do you have food manga, please? What are some of those that really captured your hearts and, you know, with exploding bowls and, you know, like, uh, amazing tastes and stuff? So, what what are your favorite food manga? I feel like I haven't really read that many because I can only really read them in English, generally. Uh-huh. Uh so I end up, mm, I don't know, like, and I haven't even finished reading Iron Walk John. <laughs> I, I don't know, I really like, I read all of Kitchen Princess and really liked it. Like, I think this is sort of going in a series of questions like favorites after Oishinbo. Oh. And I would want to name, I'd almost want to name Yakitata Japan more, but like, it's ridiculous and also far too long where after, you know, 19 or 20 volumes, it's kind of insane. Mm. How about you, Ed? I think for me, I I I still have to go back to Addicted to Curry. I, that, it, yeah. I don't think there's 
I don't think there's been a manga that actually compelled, I mean, a food manga that actually compelled me to, uh, to try to cook everything in it. And uh, when I was reading that uh, pretty early on, and I just wanted to experience everything that series. I mean, it wasn't just, you know, enough for me to uh, you know, imagine how good they're going to taste or be, you know, visually told how, how you know, great these dishes look. But uh, the fact that the author and, and the food consultant for that were kind enough to even put in recipes in every volume, oh. uh, you know, it just, it just added that additional layer uh, to, to the work and really uh, helped it stand out a lot more than, than the competition. Yeah. Uh, that's actually a good choice. I also tried a recipe in Addicted to Curry, the beef kima mm. in the first volume. That was really awesome. Mm. When I followed the directions, I'm like, oh, it's actually that easy. And then mm. eating it uh, was kind of an experience. Is it important that yeah. you guys... It's funny, it's get funny it? too, because I've, I've given those recipes to other people, and uh, they're most, most people are pretty surprised by how... It, you know, easy they are to prepare and, uh, you know, how hearty they are. So it's, you know, it's it's not inapproachable as if, like, you're going to make a you know, recipe book of, you know, what's in Oishimbo. I guess Cooking Papa would also be similar to that, but Cooking Papa's... The story isn't exactly as... Yeah, it's not as compelling. compelling. As, like, <laughs> yeah, not as, not as dramatic as what you would get from, like, Edited a courier. Yeah. Uh, or Mr. Ajiko. Yeah, Mr. Ajiko. Although I don't, I haven't exactly started reading Mr. Ajiko, but I've seen the anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched like the first two or three episodes of the anime. And it was crazy because I think I gave <laughs> up at one point wherein there is this guy um, that um, Ajiko, Mr. Ajiko met. And he's the guy who can hear vegetables singing. <laughs> and it was it was horrible because I, I mean the first few it's like the first 25 episodes were clearly you know you understanding organic food the importance of um, localizing your ingredients etc etc and then this guy just localized it too much because he has mm. to hear his vegetables sing together for for him to make the perfect nabe, and I've, I've been waiting for my vegetables to sing when I make nabe, and I think they scream. Yeah, when you start boiling them. Yeah, when you start boiling them, they they start singing. And oh, I did after doing a lot of the um, food panel. A guy came up to us after one and gave us a copy of the American comic called Chew. Have you heard of Chew? Oh yeah. No, 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 I haven't. Okay, so this is relevant to what you're talking about. Where uh. There's a guy who is a kind of psychic, which they name in the story as a sibopath, which means when he tastes something, he can tell the entire history of that uh, item. So when he eats a tomato or whatever, he can picture the tomato's entire life up, up to this point. And with animals, it's much worse because then he pictures like all the conditions they were raised under. So he mostly only eats beets because beets apparently don't think very much, which is very boring. And organic salads because <laughs> they're the way they're raised. But it's taking. It also takes place in a world where this guy is a cop, and it's kind of post-apocalyptic that a uh, chicken flu or whatever wiped out a significant 
popu- population from the Earth. So now eating any poultry is banned, and there are, like, poultry speakeasies that people go to eat illegal chicken in. And the guy, he gets hired by the FBI or something to taste parts of dead bodies to solve the crime. <laughs> like Kurosaki corpse with Bambino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bambino corpse with <laughs> I think they just need to put Detective Conan at the end, and I will be like, "Honey." <laughs> That's interesting. Um, I think it's a great segue for my next question because I was wondering: Do you think that English manga readers, or at least manga readers outside of Japan, are ready for food manga? I, I think they are now. After a lot of fans have seen uh, the Akitate Japan anime. Also, it's interesting in several years of doing my kind of unusual manga genres panels. When I started off doing them, it was always a slew of titles that, like, people were generally not familiar with. But after doing it for five years, now, even when I do, like, the culinary manga ones, like, people generally have heard of most of the titles in it. And there's, I think the interest is kind of there. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kitchen Princess did really well uh, in the States. So it's kind of you know, one of the surprise hits. So, uh and there still seems to be some sort of cult following for titles like Iron Walk John. So um, I think, yeah, I think there is a place for it right now. I'm not necessarily sure if, uh, you know, there's going to be a flood of, you know, food titles from every single publisher. But, uh, I mean, if you look at most publishers' lists, at least in America, the ones that have that remain, I think – all of them, except for Dwan and Coralie, have published like a food manga before. So, uh, yeah. yeah. What was Dwan and Coralie's food manga? No, no, no. It's just, uh, every publisher except for them. Oh, except so. Dwan and Coralie. Okay. Yeah. I was like, that's not really interesting. <laughs> Which one would they pick up? Yeah, um, if, I mean, if, if, if DQ would pick up one, I, I, if, I would like them to do something like, um, like Midnight Meals, which. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, that, yeah I, I was also thinking about that earlier. So I was like, oh, I think that would be a great drawn in quarterly title. Yeah. How about oh, you? Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Uh, oh, Ed, uh, Ed Lone is a cookbook that was that just came out recently that's like oh, yeah. recipes inspired by manga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually want to try that. It, it looks really amazing. <laughs> oh, I want to see. Because, yeah, I think there's, for example, um, in our library, there are a couple of recipe compilations, like there's mm-hmm. a Oishingo compilation, and then I think for the 100th edition of Cooking Papa, they also released a 100 recipe compilation. Right. Yeah, there's like three of them for Cooking Papa. Yeah, yeah, because it's crazy. I have no... When there's a chapter in cooking, there's an arc in Cooking Papa wherein they went to Italy, and one of the yeah. one of the things there is, I think, how to make sun-dried tomatoes, something. Mm-hmm. And I tried it, and my tomatoes just burned. <laughs> and I'm like, Cooking Papa lies. <laughs> but, are you sure? Are you sure it's a lie, and it's not like an issue of terroir? Yes. <laughs> and I think that's where my problem went. I used the wrong tomatoes. 
tomatoes didn't have the right water content because of the wrong <laughs> and I'm like yeah it, it's it's kind of uh, amazing how um, they start to incorporate like recipes like for now for Oshimbo I actually tried a couple of recipes from the book and there I, there's a part of me that wonders does it Tastes as good as I think it is, because for mm-hmm. me it's great. But is there something greater than this? Are they proposing us, you know, if you actually, for example, um, the fish, the sake marinated fish in one of the English volumes. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, not sake. Um, the one that was wrapped in paper. And yeah, then, yeah, where you put the salt in the water and then you spray it. Yeah. I tried that too, I think. Yeah, I tried that too. Um, I managed to get the fish here after uh, scouring our market. I was pointing. I was pointing a picture of the fish. It looks like this, <laughs> and it's the comic form. <laughs> it looks like this, and they're like, "Ah, oh, that kind of looks like this." And then they showed me the meat, and then I compared it, and like. Oh, okay, it looks the same. But then when I tasted it, it was kind of, to me, it was like fish, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I feel, like, I feel like my sushi skills are really horrible that, you know, I don't think it's going to work. So I, I'm not actually going to use that for for the MMF. I'm using other dishes that involves bacon. But, um, but do you think that it's important, at least as a reader, to to try or experience um, the food that you see in the manga? Uh, I, like, I do like what Ed was saying about how trying recipes from Addicted to Curry made it more of a an experience reading the manga. That's almost like an interactive reading thing that's happening. You, know? you guys are it adds another fan, right? So have you tried any restaurant from the Kishoku Hunter or... Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't because... But I, my friend, when I was buying that comic in Japan, he was like, looking at, I wonder if they have this multi-tiered hamburger that like must, that looks like several hamburgers stacked on top of each other. He was like, I'm going to track down this restaurant. <laughs> we weren't sure if it still existed, though. I don't think he found it. Ah. I wanted to try some of the, re- the restaurants in um, uh, Fumi Yoshinaga's book, but um, I think some of them, I think that book is a little outdated. That's that's kind of one of the tricky things about um, oh, you know, not being in the country because uh, you know obviously manga takes some time to be localized. Yeah. And you never know you know if a business is going to be around for you know the 18 months between uh, you know, licensing and pub- publication. And who knows how long that comics been around like in that case i think it's been around for like four or five years so yeah. uh you know, it wouldn't be surprising if some of the places would not exist anymore um but uh i don't know i, I mean you know for, for me manga is like an, an extra sensual ex- experience to begin with uh, so uh yeah I, I do like to experience it in, in different ways um but I'm not necessarily sure if that's critical to everybody who picks it up. I mean, I'd be I'd be really surprised if uh, you know every single uh, you know, Mr. Ajiko fan from the '80s and '90s 
all of a sudden became a uh, you know a, a chef in middle school. You know, did that did that like have like an increase in home ec classes? Maybe. <laughs> Were like we become bakers after yeah, exactly. going to Yakitate after reading Yakitate Japan. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Hey, I mean, did you guys ever try the Japan like a... number two? No. I'm sorry. J- 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 the Japan number two, the rice cooker. Cake. Oh wait, yes, I yes, I did try that. No. Uh, it didn't really work. I voided the warranty on my rice cooker, according to several web pages, and it did not cook food in the center. I don't think the Hello Kitty rice cooker I had got hot enough to cook it, really. Did we get a commercial grade version? Yeah, maybe. I have friends who have, like, the other problem is, like, it's not the way rice cookers are designed, so the heat has to stay on longer than uh, most rice cookers, like, would work, so you kind of need a fancier kind. Yeah. When um in Singapore there is a uh bakery. Well, it's not exactly food manga related, but apparently that bakery had a surge of people buying their cornetto. Mm-hmm. And because it was pop it at the same time that it was popularized in Lucky Star. Yeah. I actually bought some chocolate cornets when I was watching and reading Lucky Star too. Yeah. And when we started eating they were wondering how to eat it and stuff. And so it came it kind of brought like uh, a cornetto boom in right. in Singapore. That's really yeah, funny. I don't think it's it's funny too because we can uh, it depends on depending on which uh, con you go, you might run into people selling or eating, you know, melon bread. Yeah. yeah. So that's true, or just uh, ramune or whatever. Like, right, right. Japanese food. I definitely like as soon as I started watching Sailor Moon in high school, like the only ramen available in you know rural Michigan was like the instant kind. So I would you know eat instant ramen and watch <laughs> Sailor Moon. <laughs> I guess I always want to eat whatever like the anime <laughs> manga characters are eating after a certain amount of time of being exposed to that. I'm like wow, yeah. now I'm hungry for soba too. That kind of thing. Right. Yeah, better yeah. that than like uh, candy, I guess. <laughs> what if they're eating candy? <laughs> oh no! How long did it take before you you tried your first taco? There's only one candy that I I actually am hesitant to eat because it reminds me of an anime. The candy in Grave of the Fireflies. Oh yeah, they were selling that for a my friend was eating it because of Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah, That's why I exactly. candy. So I actually, um, somebody gave me one before, and I still have the the action, the one that she gave me. And it came to a point that by the time I finished it, I was putting water in it. <laughs> oh, my miserable life. <laughs> but um, I have a question. Have you seen, I mean, right now in Japan, there seems to be an a manga or anime cafe boom. Hmm. Like, you've seen Gundam cafes. Mm-hmm. There was, for a while, a Nodame Cantabile cafe. Um, have you actually ever seen, like, a food manga-related cafe in Japan? Oh, yeah. I've, I actually have been to the Gundam uh, cafe. Uh, I had to go there to uh, pick up stuff for friends. Uh so, you know, interpret that whichever way you'd like. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, um, it's uh, – I, I won't say they're everywhere, but it, it, there, there is a chain. There's a 
uh, karaoke uh, chain, I forget what the company is called, um, that is kind of doing a number of those uh, anime manga themed cafes in the uh, in large you know Tokyo cities. I mean, in large Japanese cities like Tokyo and Osaka. So um, it's not as if you can't run into them, but uh, most of them tend to be around for a limited time. No, because I was wondering uh, about it because a lot of them are not food manga. Like, right? Yeah. Like there's a Sengoku Basara one. So (laughs) that's crazy. What are they going to eat? (laughs) Datem (laughs) Masamuri. Don't ask me. I'm not the right market for that book. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Onigiri from Tokugawa's Battles. Yeah. That's that's interesting because I I was surprised that none of them are food manga related. Like I was hoping that someday something like the restaurant in Addicted to Curry would pop up oh, and right. serve curry dishes. But I mean they even had like a Gintama cafe, mm-hmm. and I was I mean everything was cute about it. There was an Elizabeth cake, there was a Gintoki parfait and stuff. But I'm like, but Gintama doesn't really do food, so I mean you should guys, you guys should look at you know food manga. Wait, wait, are you sure? Again, this is about like diabetes. Yeah, he's eating sugar all the time, and that other girl has like that bottomless stomach. But remember, it's a shonen jump hero. He never dies. <laughs> Can't get diabetes. He's like, you know, he follows by the rules of shonen jump. The main, the main hero doesn't die. Easily. <laughs> yeah, he can only be shown in Jump Dead, where he goes into a coma, coma, uh, sorry, a coma for a few weeks, yeah. Yeah, Ken should have raised a really good standard. <laughs> um, With that in mind, uh, about all the stuff with food manga and stuff, where do you think future, um, food manga is heading? What do you think is the future of food manga? Did you sure the last volume of Ironwalk John for that, with the, where they have a cooking contest about the future of food is their theme? Oh, right. It's an extremely hilarious uh, contest where some of the theme dishes wind up being like, if if Earth in the future has a food shortage, like what that cuisine was like. There's another one where it's like if people evolve so they don't need teeth anymore, so they only make really fluffy food, and everyone's like, it's like eating a cloud. <laughs> That's crazy. I think Toriko is the future of uh, food manga. Actually, Toriko is a food manga that I I haven't exactly um, warmed up to because mm. I, I'm like I can't exactly eat a crocodile like that. Right. Yeah, you can't find those forearm gorillas locally. <laughs> it's a food manga. I haven't exactly warmed up to it, but as a manga, it's it, it's a hilarious read. Mm-hmm. Toriko is yeah. also kind of quasi survivalist, also, right? Hmm. Is it, is, is, I, I haven't read too much of, of Toriko, but it seems to have also a, like a my, mild survivalist type of uh, yeah. vibe to it, where you actually go out and hunt uh, all these uh, exotic delicacies. Yeah. Um. There's also, for example, now there's a, a rising agricultural, excuse me, agricultural food manga trend. Like, um... Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, there's, uh... 
Like the one from uh, the Full Metal Alchemist lady. Yeah. Um, oh, he just yeah. had um, Silver Spoon. Yeah. Right. It's also like all about cows and milking them and different vegetables. Actually, have have you guys read the one in J manga? Um, Shaku Shaku Kizoku? Something like that? Uh, she also has this... Her title there is actually a lot better than Silver Spoon. It's about... Um, it's it's about her personal life. Right, in Hokkaido, right? In Hokkaido. And how... Uh, where they plant... Uh, or not plant, they keep their vegetables under their ice field to preserve mm. them. And I'm like, what? As a person who hasn't seen ice or snow. <laughs> I'm like, how do you just keep it under the ground and for it not to rot? But apparently it works in Hokkaido. Oh, because the ground is frozen. I mean, when the ground freezes over the winter, then uh, the temperature below the ground is probably lower. Yeah. that's Coming from the cold lands. <laughs> I know this, where like in Michigan you can't do road construction in the winter. Yeah, that's true. And um, there's also, like, for example, Moyashimon. Moyashimon's quite interesting because I'm surprised that Moyashimon didn't exactly become as popular in the States as it is in Japan. Am I correct? Mm. Only one or two volumes. Only two volumes came out. And uh, the problem is the anime didn't get distributed properly. You can only pirate it. And the live-action series got distribution. But I think it's kind of a lack of access to Moyashimon. Oh. And maybe Americans are not that into science learning or anime fans who, uh, I think Moyashimon is aimed at a college age group specifically because they spend so much time brewing sake and everything. But people who were reading manga when it came out, like, I don't know, in the 2002 to 2008 boom or so, were not college students. They were like high school students who mm. barely are aware of alcohol beyond Budweiser and have certainly probably never had sake and don't care about it. Yeah. Because I was, for, for me, I was surprised that it didn't become such a hit because in Japan yeah. it's really popular. But I like think it's adults, also like right? the, yeah, I think it's also like the lack of like merchandising here too because like the yeah. Murashimo merchandise in Japan are just, I mean, everywhere. for a while they were everywhere. Oh. Uh, you know, and that was not at all available over here. So, yeah, none I of it got imported. Yeah, I think people would have really gravitated to the series if they, they were able to get you know, little E. coli. Yeah. Uh. Then they would like it more. Because sometimes at cons, you can get, like, plush E. coli. Right. Stuff, but it's not It's not the one from my Ashman. It's just ones for science nerds. Oh, right, right, right. So, um, yeah, any parting thoughts on food manga? Perhaps a recommendation of a manga you think... Um, audiences will like, or maybe a title that we could look forward to and maybe can be licensed in the future? Do you think you see any promising manga out there? Food manga. Hmm. Well, I think, I mean, I, I mentioned before, uh, you know, Shima Shokugo, I think that's uh, really, comp- I mean, as 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 a story, it's pretty interesting because it, it it's 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 about people actually going out at night and uh, experiencing uh, how different uh, you know, your evenings can be depending on where you go and how and and what you eat and and the ambiance of the location. Um, I'm not necessarily sure if, if uh, it will entirely translate because it, it does focus on 
on uh, specific restaurants, but um, uh, I, you know, I, I, I really was fascinated by um, you know, just the detail that it goes into about Izakaya and uh, uh, you know the community uh, that that is within that um, you know world of foodies, I guess. Um, and then there was that like a uh, Taniguchi Jiro of uh, food comic that I think Jay Mung oh, yeah. is translating. Yeah, yeah, I've got. I was reading it on Jay Mung. Yeah. I'd want to see the other Fumio Oshinaga one that's not over here yet. The What did you eat yesterday? Yes. About oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like her other books are here. Why not that one? What has happened? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah, actually neat. Right now, yeah. I think it's about. I think it's a few volume, a few chapters away from finishing. Oh really? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, because I, I I don't know. I just feel that the plot is heading there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, uh, I'm not so. I don't know if whether they're practically sending because it's. I think it's around five volumes. They're gonna release yeah, it think... volume by March. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. by May. Mm-hmm. And they had a plot twist there that I was like, oh my god, is it going to end? But I want mm-hmm. my domestic gay stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually surprised it's quite popular, or at least, mm. you know, it's still running. Mm-hmm. How many volumes is it? Yeah, it's like five. It's at its fifth, I mean, yeah. And it's still running. It's actually really, I mean, how? I wonder why, would you know, Ed, why they haven't exactly licensed that title, or are they waiting for it? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's... Uh, you know, it it, it it first of all it's the same in title, so yeah. um, you know, Kuranti doesn't necessarily do too many of those. Yeah. Um, and then I think the other, I mean, it, even though it is uh, a food manga, I think the the other element that it's not a it's not a BL title, and then most people, mm-hmm. you know, when they think about. Uh, Yoshinaga, they think, you know, BL, and, and instead this is an actual, you know, gay story, and it's not bada of that either, so oh. it's just, you know, it's just, uh, you know, uh, a pair of, you know, just a partner, a pair of partners, uh, just some partners living together, uh, doing work, and coming, uh, you know, together at night, you know, over over meals. Um, yeah. There isn't real a lot of tension, not, not a real lot of, obviously there's no action there, so... Yeah. Uh, you have to appreciate the uh, the slow nuance, and um, I don't know. It's something that that I've looked at for a while. Um, mm. Vertical, and it's something that we've thought about for a long time. But personally, I think there's just been a little bit of the reason that I haven't acquired it is I think there's been a little bit of a glut in um, Yoshinaga works recently, so I'm kind of waiting for that to slow down yeah, so we can yeah. uh, put a title out, you know, and not have it, not have people be overwhelmed with so much work from one author. So. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, who knows? Who knows? Maybe in a couple of years. Well, you brought in Drops of God, which was, you know, a surprising turn of events, at least for, for me, because yeah. that was the last thing that I would think would be a vertical title. But <laughs> uh, I, think, I think you're not the only one. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, here in Manila, um, Drops of God 
has gone out. And I have my friends who often tell me, oh, you know, it's really, really good, and they really like it, and they were like, the first volume was really nice. And I said, oh, that's, that's really good. And then they were asking me how long it will go on, and I said, yeah. well, forever. <laughs> right now, with the manga, they haven't exactly come to a close with no. the disciples yeah, taking their time. Yeah, they're. I think they're at the eighth disciple right now, out of you know twelve, and then the drops of God. So, yeah. Uh, yeah from what I've been told by by uh, the editor for that, yeah, maybe forty-eight volumes. So we still oh, got another God. like two years worth of of that series. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, if, if you were surprised that. Uh, that that was acquired. I you know, I I was really surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. I, so I a friend of mine who went to your uh, the wine tasting that they did at oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Bottle Rocket. Um, he said that he has a friend who is a really big wine enthusiast, but she's mm-hmm. never read any comics, and so she bought Drops of God. And as soon as she finished mm-hmm. the first volume, she's like, "This is the greatest comic of all time. <laughs> when is the next volume coming?" Right. Out? Yeah, because I have a friend who's also um, a sommelier by profession, and she said that the way that they describe you know, things there are, you know, pretty much what they do in wine tasting and blind tasting. And I'm like, I was telling her, seriously, you would see Freddie Mercury when you did that. And I said, I'm disappointed there aren't more descriptions like that in the not more Queen concert comparisons. Yeah, actually, the cra- the craziest one was well, one of my favorite arcs in um, Drops of God is uh, when they went to Mattenhorn, because okay. the the wine there was specifically for the experience of Mattenhorn, and I was I was sur- I was really talking with my sommelier friend. Would you be able with the wine be able to capture that experience? And she said, Yeah. No holds barred, and she said, like, yeah. "You can do, you can, you can." The good thing with Drops of God is that it has the power to show people that a wine can do that experience. And I'm like, I feel like I'm missing out on this whole. I thought it was at first. I really thought it was a gag manga that's trying to be serious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, when I first read it, I thought it was a gag manga because they're they're um. Their experiences were, they re- it's like the re- re- reaction shots in um, Yakitate Japan, where in, you just visualize this crazy image. But Feathers fly out of your hat. It's what they do, and it's quite amazing how the sommeliers really pick it up and take it seriously. Yeah, no, it's it's at least here in the states, it's huge with the wine community. I think they're supporting it, you know, a lot more than the comics community, and. Um, you know that wh- whether that's because of how um, they can relate to the visuals, I'm not entirely certain. But the uh, the actual uh, you know, terminology that's used and the uh, you know uh, and the research is not too bad for the most part. I mean, there are little there are a couple of things that are kind of questionable, but um, you know, I, I think that's one of the great things about cooking manga as a whole is, you know, obviously you have things that are just over the top, like Toriko, but uh-huh. many, many titles have uh, people who 
uh, do a lot of research or have consult you know food or uh, you know wine consultants involved. So um, you know there is a little bit of realism that people can actually associate with the work, and it just makes it a, a very uh, a very unique experience in, in comics, at least. I mean, I heard that, for example, Tadashi Agi are really big wine fans. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, after making after making that much money with like Kindaichi and uh, GTO and things like that, I mean, they they can live off of just drinking wine for the rest of their life. I think. Oh, that's good. That's a good life. Do you if if the wine community supports this manga so much? Do you imagine? Say Mario Batali supporting Bambino when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be awesome. <laughs> to have like little Crocs with Bambino on them. <laughs> uh, I, I wonder. I mean, I guess I guess you know Viz in that case would have to make an effort okay. to try to get it out to those people though. You know, because like what we did was we we approached. Uh, you know, wine enthusiasts and food and wine and, uh, you know, magazines, so, you know, uh, uh, wine spectator and the like, um, uh, to, uh, you know, read the book and give people their thoughts and more, more often than that, they were pretty, you know, thrilled about what they were experiencing because it was just so unique and so different. Oh. Um, I'm not, uh, you know, I wonder if uh, the Food Network would be as open to something like that. But then again, like uh I don't know if I don't know if Aaron and Noah remember, but a couple of years ago there was there were plans for a uh uh Iron Chef anime that was uh yeah. gonna be done. Yeah. That never yeah, it. so cool. <laughs> yeah. It never it never actually happened, but um yeah that mm-hmm. was announced at New York Comic Con a couple of years ago. Whoa weird. When they had that guest. Yeah probably. Yeah. Hmm. Iron Chef anime. That's interesting. <laughs> Although it wouldn't be as impressive because you probably, I mean, uh, by the by the time, a lot of kids would have already seen Yakitate Japan and expect, mm-hmm. you know, all these amazing reaction shots. <laughs> just for, just for. Uh, probably not. I mean, in America, they've aired the Japanese Iron Chef for a long time and then there's like the American Iron Chef and I think way more people have seen that in the general population than have seen Yakitate Japan which never got an anime release here like people just it just was pirated a bunch I mean the the manga is out here but people are familiar with it because they watched the anime fan subbed oh that's interesting I mean uh, I would think that um, for example in the States food manga might become more I mean I heard recently that Anthony Bourdain is writing a manga about what? not really a manga, a comic. <laughs> He's releasing a comic. Um about a sushi chef. What? Yeah. I wanna edit this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's he um I'll probably post it as a postscript here, uh when I post it online. But um, yeah, Anthony Bourdain uh, is writing for a comic about a sushi chef and how he fights crime. <laughs> American comic. Um, oh, yeah, I went to, like, this is actually a relevant discussion. I went to a uh, food panel at New York Comic Con a mm. couple years ago that was, there was, I had to wait in a huge line for it, or maybe this was just last year. 
Was it last year? Yeah. We okay. And, like, it wasn't about manga at all, and nobody mentioned manga until the Q&A session. Instead, it was moderated by uh, C.B. Sabowski oh, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, like, he had a guest chef kind of guy from a famous uh, restaurant that I've never been to, and then some other comics people. And they just talked about food and mostly American comics. And there was one of the one of the comic artists kind of talked about he'd once drawn a scene of Batman cooking a steak. And I was like, it was so not related. It was mostly a food panel. Like, we mostly talked about food and not really, and being a foodie and not really a comics thing. Other than, yes, it was at a comic convention. Although finally in the very end, CB did mention that, like, um, apparently in the 70s, Marvel put out a cookbook with, like, superhero-inspired recipes that was really, like, bad. Uh, but they're redoing that book and putting it back out. Like the Fantastic yes. Four, like, seven-course meal? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> he barely mentioned it. He it. That would be interesting. I mean, like a gummy bear of Mr. of Fantastic Four or something, a clear gummy bear. That would be crazy. Even like someone with a food power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like... The thing? <laughs> the, the chef. Oh no, I don't want to imagine it. Okay, that's just okay. Thank you, guys. Hulk chop, Hulk chop, Hulk smash, Hulk dice. <laughs> Hulk is pulverizing something. <laughs> or, or, or Thor tenderizing with his hammer. Yes. Oh yeah, he just takes one swing and. <laughs> and it's ready tender. It's ready to serve. And I bet. But I mean, oh, sorry. It's ready to serve. It's like um. Carpaccio or tataki. You know, you just serve it raw, Avenger, uh, Avenger style. Oh. Oops, sorry, that was my alarm. That's the time I usually make up, wake up. But, oh my God. Yeah, no, it's okay. What time is it there? It is around 6 30 in the morning. So, I, I usually wake up at this time anyway. Around five-ish. And then I just, I had milk tea. Oh, so that's good. Noah's making, Noah's making a crazy face. Crazy cakes. <laughs> I'd like to see those crazy cakes. I mean, no, it, no. okay, <laughs> then I won't. Crazy face. Oh, I mean a crazy face, yeah. Oh. <laughs> if he was making a cake, that'd be much better. <laughs> Oh, it would be much worse. <laughs> we ha- there's a there's a new milk tea boom here, and I'm I'm just wondering. I wonder if there's a milk tea manga somewhere, like Ooh. popular in Taiwan or something. I have no. Idea. I'm just scared. I mean, of what kind of milk tea they'll have in it, because like, there's the usual asam and stuff. But if it's a milk tea manga, they're gonna start thinking about something to add in their pages. So, like, it was a short like mini boom of like a uh, coffee and cafe uh, manga not too long ago. So it's yeah. possible that they were they were describing multi at one point or another. Yeah. I think I think there must have been like a coffee boom in Japan or something. Like uh, the number of high end coffee shops had like really improved. Oh I mean, yeah. yeah, super increased in my three trips. 
Yeah. So maybe the manga was like in relation to that trend. Although if you did, did mm. if there's a tea only manga, I don't think it would go that well in America where we mostly drink coffee. <laughs> but it might well, be like, shit in the UK. Well, there was Shogun Mono, remember? Uh, with, which, with the soldiers. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Their, their tea ceremony and the like. So. There's an anime of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's strange for popular also. Like, I've seen a lot of, uh, a couple of sites who actually ended up enjoying Hyogemona. And I remember I was telling you before that I don't think Hyogemona would sell but it turns out to be quite uh, a fascinating thing for them. So anyway, I'll just wrap this up and thank you so much for taking your time to talk about food manga and crazy food and good food and all that for with me this morning and um, I hope hopefully that we'll see more food manga in the US and you know by association when you guys release a manga we also get it <laughs> so thank you very much for spending your time Move, can get a little something got to do So better believe in Better believe in yourself Boy, comes in the Oshiko to top that crowd